Three shots is too many shots. Huh? <laughs> That's the number. <clears throat> That's yeah. my number. What's my number now? You're doing great. <laughs> You're such a dick. Guys, we are back. This is all roads lead to Troy. And Megan just made the varsity squad. Yes, I did. Uh, we've been gone for a minute. So many minutes. Like a couple like weeks. A hot minute or a cold minute? There's a difference. A long minute. Like, yeah, it's burning. That shit is yeah. crisp. It's so crisp <laughs> that we had to take it off the pan, and here we are. <laughs> but Halloween's right around the corner, so we had to get together to do an episode. And we have some guests tonight. TT's back with us. Excuse me, Trev. Er. And Sloth is with us as well. Uncle Sloth. Back again. Happy to have you. So we're going to talk about weird and scary and haunted creepy shit in Troy. Yeah, I have some like outskirts and, Yeah, stories, and like in the surrounding areas. And some urban legends from the area. Yes. <laughs> so now Megan's going to ask us if we believe in magic. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I want to know, do you guys believe in like hauntings and ghosts and paranormal? It's not that I don't believe it. If someone tells me that they experience that, I do believe them. But hearing about it and seeing it like on tv and shit does not frighten me it gives me like zero emotion are you serious that's the shit that i can't watch oh no like i feel in here and see nothing i'm like i'm glad you guys had that experience for yourselves but like can't relate no i get so fucking scared and i think it's but like if i see like a jig what is it saw like a jigsaw movie or something like that that shit yeah that that guy that jigsaw (laughs) way scarier than like possession movies or anything like no it's real shit yeah because people are crazy but i believe in paranormal too i think that that's my whole thing that's why these like the haunting stories scare the fucking shit out of me i think that they like came about before we knew about like mental illness oh yeah so like it was just people manifesting, like, mental illness into something. Do you mean jigsaw or haunting? No, I think no, we're talking about, like, real life. Oh, oh, oh. And, and I like, have to agree life. with him. Like, okay. a lot of stuff can be, like, were they just going crazy? Yeah. It's like seeing shadows moving in your room and shit and thinking it's a ghost. Oh, yeah, like, that shit like, I don't chalk up. Yeah. Paranoid and stuff like that. But, like, people, to them, like. It's, it's very ghosts, real, so, yeah. Like, and then they make other people believe it because they're so they like, believe it themselves. It. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. I uh, I definitely like fluctuate between like believing it and not. Sometimes I'm like, nah, it's just, just bullshit. And sometimes I'm like, fuck, like there's this weird shit out there that's so unexplainable that it's definitely possible. But I think one thing that's true is like places that have had like fucked up histories behind them. Like there's definitely an energy there. Oh and yeah, it's not necessarily mm-hmm. like a ghost is there or anything, but like I don't know. Like, Something's maybe off. you know that something went down there, or maybe you don't even know, but you go into a room where, like, there was a murder or a suicide, and it just, the energy is off. Yeah, that's for sure. And I feel like it's normal to want to give 
how do haunting? I explain this feeling? Yeah. It must let's just call it a demon then. Like it must oh, be yeah. like one thing doing this. Yeah. 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 Maybe that's just the only way anyone could ever explain it. Yeah. Well, whether or not you believe it, I still really like hearing about these stories, Can even though I've probably... by candlelight. Like, yeah, yeah, shut up fucking never. Why do you Well, she's fucking out of her mind. I just got a new There's a new board game place in downtown Troy, and they have a Ouija board there. Like, oh yeah, wait, at that place? fucking place? Yeah. Have any of you actually like ever like used one? Nah, I think I have, but I, mean, I of course I used it, but I like fucked with it. Yeah, because who? I mean, obviously, you don't want. Be, and I fucked with it because I didn't want it to be real. Oh yeah, like, more than anything else, oh, I was so afraid that, that it I was gonna, with yeah, it so that it wouldn't work. I know that tactic. Yeah. It's fucked up. It is, but that's how I got through it. <laughs> Damn, you guys were, like, really into something. Well, what I was going to say, me personally, even <laughs> though I go back and forth with it, I do believe more than I don't, but I still like hearing stories about haunting. Oh, for yeah. sure. For like, sure. I like talking about it, and it just doesn't scare me, I guess. Did you ever play with a Ouija board? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had a crazy-ass friend when I was much younger. <laughs> And she often forced. Oh, that's right. Oh my god, that's what we were doing. And she often forced me to play Ouija board with her. But I know that she was moving. (laughs) Her like knuckles would be twitching. I know I'm eight, but what the fuck? I see what you're doing. I'm not here for that shit. I know that she was moving. (laughs) Like your house was built like 20 years ago. Calm down. Nothing happened here. Time out. To on the field. We should talk about the house for our house. I was just going to say that. Okay, cool. (laughs) Same brain. All right. Trevor has some individual stories, right? I I would like for you to talk for a little while. Oh, my God. All right. So, while DJ regains herself. You guys know that I am, like, halfway busting balls. I really just can't stop laughing. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, three of us here have a shared experience of sorts, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and it wasn't admitted to us until we were much older that our parents also knew that our house was haunted as fuck. Yeah, growing up. I don't want to say where HQ is. That's what we like to call our house headquarters. I don't want to say where it is, but it is in, like, right in the city of Troy. It's not like, why are you laughing at me? Because I'm not going to say where it is, but I'm going to say exactly where it is. But, I mean, it's not in, like, a surround. It's not in Wine and Skill. It's not in April Park. Right. It's not really in a neighborhood. No, it's, just, it's in the city of Troy. Where right. you say it is, yeah, oh. it's fucking Troy. It's, it's HQ. It's, it's HQ. Be dead. It's be it's, if you know where HQ is, that's where our house is. So, <laughs> but our house, so. like, so we moved there when I was summer going into sixth grade. So I was like, what, thirteen, and then you were four, <laughs> ten. I, I, that was rough. I was um ten. What the fuck? I was five, so you were eight, and you were eleven. <laughs> okay, so then, but like, but that fall we thirteen, sixth grade. You know I'm on another planet right now. Why would you set me up like that? I, I don't know how old you are. It's sixth I was grade. I eight, and you were eleven. It's really, it's not that important. Just my point is that Can we've we been just there. Cut. We're gonna cut all of that out. That was so bad. <laughs> Well, we all, like, we knew our house. I shouldn't say we know. We didn't talk about it constantly until, like, we most of us were older and not living in the house anymore. But our fucking house was haunted as shit. And I had some personal experiences there. I know you two did. Who wants to go first? It's crazy because 
I remember it being such a big deal to me at the time, you know, like I wouldn't like run around telling everyone what would happen, but it's like looking back, I ba- I don't think about it or anything. It's weird. Sometimes I think about it actually, like if it comes up. When I'm upstairs, I'm like, there's a fucking ghost. Oh, me too. House, yeah. Bro. But the thing with like, all right, so we just said like I was five, you were eight, you were 11, like obviously we're all there for the same amount of time, but like I thought that shit was haunted from the jump. So I have like my whole life. That I did too, but I always chalked it up to something else. Like, we had a dog growing up, so and he would, like, walk in the kitchen, and he would hit the cabinet. Okay, A, the dude never walked anywhere <laughs> except for outside. <laughs> always ran outside. <laughs> but that's what I would tell myself. Like, oh, it's the dog. It's the dog. Like, I just chalked yeah, everything up to the dog. Yeah, it almost sounded like he was walking in circles in the kitchen, yeah. like, brushing up against it. It didn't sound like that at all. It sounded like someone was opening and closing yes. the cabinets. And that was just the, like, our mom told us that one time. Like, it's just the dog. He's walking around the kitchen. And, like, hitting the cabinets. And it's like, well, yeah. behold, look at your time. feet. There's Dakota. Like, it, it, he was never in the kitchen. <laughs> so, do you want to tell your story? I have a bunch. I mean, I'll tell him. Tell the Driz one. That's my favorite one. I oh, I wish he was here. To be honest, I, yeah, like, that's the other thing I was going to say. If you're listening and you've been in the house, like, you already know. Like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> But I kind of want to go, like, chronological order because, like I said, like, I grew up in that fucking house since I was five. I have mad stories. And, like, you were saying earlier, like, shit out of the corner of my eye, I look back and I'm like, all right, that was definitely, like, just my imagination and I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. A lot of sh- yeah. this shit is probably was just in my head and is in my head. But this is the shit that had me like, what the fuck? So the house is, like, super old. It yeah. doesn't have... hundred years. Trevor says thinks it was built in 1910. I feel like I remember it being built in the very late 1800s, but I could be wrong. Either way, what the fuck? It's, it's, it's 20, 10, years, 20 years. Yeah. Exactly. Don't make me do Matthew Matthew Pass. <laughs> no, we don't pe- know the history no. of the house, right? But I we don't know something. I know a couple you things. You do? Yeah. All right, so when I was like a kid, I'm thinking like anywhere between like 7 and 11 or 7 and 12, right? I don't know exactly what the chronological order was, but the first one that comes to mind, I was watching SpongeBob in the living room. <laughs> Completely alone at the crib, because, like, I don't know about you guys, but growing up, like, it didn't fucking matter if I was home alone. (laughs) (laughs) You're the youngest. You think it didn't matter for you? We've been home alone since 1988. Yeah. So... I heard, like, a really fucked up demonic growl come from upstairs. Oh, my God. And it, and I immediately got the fuck up out of there, ran across the street, or not, across the street next door, and got my neighbor, and I was like, yo, we're playing outside today, because I'm not going back to the house. But the thing was, I was so shook, I left without my shoes, so I was like, yo, <laughs> oh, we no. gotta go back and get my shoes, because, right? And this is where, like, I think my memory gets fuzzy, but me and my neighbor did go back in there. And I don't know if we heard it again. I low-key feel like we did hear it again. And I was like, you see? And, like, we got the fuck up out of there. Oh, my God. So that was, like, one of the first times. Did we have a dog at the time? Well, he was was outside. Then one time, I was also home alone. Everyone was out doing their thing. And mom came home grocery shopping, right? So mom came in with groceries. I was like, all right, I'll go help her. So I go outside. And, like, me and her are passing each other by. And as I set the groceries in the kitchen and she's outside getting more groceries, I thought I saw you run up the stairs. So we get the groceries and everything, oh and I'm like, oh. Um, I was like, I'm not helping you, bitches. <laughs> I thought you went grocery shopping with her. So I, like, mentioned that to mom, and mom was like, no, she wasn't with me. She's not home. So I was like, oh, what the fuck? Like, I definitely just saw a DJ go up the stairs. Those two things, I was like, this place is fucking haunted. Oh and I would God. always tell you guys, but I was a kid, so you guys were like, fuck you. One time, I just peeked down the stairs of the basement, and I saw, like, a white ghost <clears throat> go past the door, and I shut that fucking door. Like, no, I I'm hate not that going basement. Down there. That basement is fucking creepy. Something weird happened down there. That energy is heavy, too. Yeah. Actually, I think Elizabeth said that. It's yeah, she, like, there. almost vomited when she walked in the house. 
She almost vomited? She got, like, got sick. Yeah, she couldn't go, like, she had to go sit in the living room, and then she was like, I don't want to be here, and she left. But she was there a couple, a few weeks ago. Yeah. I think she's become more comfortable with it. But oh, her very like her first, first time, her very first time there, she like couldn't. Hand, we have a friend that's sensitive to that type of stuff. I guess if you believe it, but she is. And she, we always use the back door, and we walked in, and the basement steps are right there. And she got like really <laughs> overwhelmed. She turned pale white. Thought she was gonna get sick. And she wasn't yeah. being like dramatic. She was just like, mm-hmm. I'm not. She was like, I gotta, I gotta go. Like, I, mm-hmm. this is uncomfortable. Obviously, on top of these stories, like you said, like we all heard like banging throughout the house. Oh, it was always. An old house, and we did have a dog. Like that shit definitely could have been him, but we, even after like when we put Dakota down, we still heard it at least. Oh yeah. The fucking craziest one was definitely with me and Driz, and we were uh, <laughs> skipping school, playing hooky, smoking in my room, and my mom would come home for lunch sometimes. We hear the door open like noon time, sitting in the bedroom smoking, and we're like, "Fuck, mom's here! Like we gotta hide. She's gonna catch us skipping school." So we, <laughs> we had not one. smoking. Skipping, <laughs> skipping <laughs> school. That's what Steph had a bigger problem with. <laughs> So, uh, we, I had bunk beds at the time, so we that ass hid in the bunk bed, like, just hoping she wouldn't be there or come in the room. And we heard someone come in the door, walk up the stairs, and go into my mother's room, and then just silence. So, me and him were just sitting in the bunk bed, like, fuck, she's got us, like, dead to rights. And then, <laughs> after, like, ten minutes of me and him holding the bong in the bed, he's like... I don't think anyone's Bracing for impact. <laughs> so, we went out, and obviously... No one was there, so then Driz was like, dude, your fucking house is haunted. I just heard someone get come to your mom's room. That oh, was, like, fuck. one time where I was like, all right, someone outside of my family experienced, experienced it. As far as, like, personal experiences, that's definitely it. And then I was just going to mention the photo with Lolo, which is oh, sketchy, yeah. and the recording. We have a friend that's sitting in our bedroom. Lolo, she's been on the pod. Yeah, Lolo. And, um, like, she's sitting on the ground Indian style, and she's, like, just making a weird pose. No, no. it was She took a selfie. It was, she took a selfie? Yeah, it was back when you had to, like, the, the wind and develop cameras, what were, mm-hmm. disposable cameras. Yeah. She took a selfie with it, and in the background, there's, like, above the doorway. So it's really just, like, her collarbone Oh, I'm thinking of a different thing. You're right, you're right, you're right. It's a picture of her from the collarbone up. I think she's doing, like, a kissy face. And in the background in the corner, my sister has this, like, woven wooden, like, purse. Yeah. What would you even call that? A tote. But, like, what, who, why? Like a beach toe? Why was that? Okay, I guess so. It looked like a beach hat as a bag. Yeah. And it's literally floating. Yeah. Like, midair. It looks like someone threw it right before the picture but was taken. But nobody did. But, like, that didn't happen. I mean, I, at least as far as anyone can remember. And then above her in the door frame are these, like, oh my God. big white balls. Yeah. If you will. I, I mean, I guess I'll say it. Orbs. Orbs. They're orbs. orbs. And we obviously didn't know that at, like, first. Well, no, I think we all looked at the picture as and was like, what the, the fuck back. is all yeah. this? It was really fucking weird. That was weird. Do you want to tell some of your do stories? Do you have any more, Trev? Yeah, I do have this memory, and this doesn't really have anything to do with paranormal shit. Of mom's house? Yeah, and I fucking know this was not a dream. Me and dad got up early to get ready for school. I'm, like, you know, sixth, seventh grade. And I have a fucking memory of someone... Like, blood-curdling screams coming from the church across the street. And oh, like, my God. There was a line of bushes. And you know Dad doesn't give a fuck. Dad was just, like, <laughs> shut the door or some shit like that. <laughs> Mind so, your business. What are you going to do? I don't know. I just remember being a child, like, something fucked up. And this is, like, 6 a.m. So I don't know. That definitely wasn't in the house, but... I just have a fucked up memory of someone's. Oh my God. That's there. scary. None of what Trevor laid out really, rem- like, is... I don't remember having those experiences specifically. I had much different ones, but like the more you talk about it, the more I'm like, holy fuck, I remember. 
Oh my gosh. Um, something that happened to me very regularly, and this is not to be confused with the falling dream. You know, like when you're about to fall asleep and it feels like the bed is slowly tipping yes. and then you're like, and then you fucking dolt up. It's not that. It felt like when I was sleeping, like someone was taking a very heavy weighted blanket and like starting at my feet and bringing it over my body. Oh, that's so weird. Or sometimes it would feel like something just like brushed over my face. Like someone took a blanket and just like, whoosh, like, um, you know, the, the bulls, the bulls, one of those guys. <laughs> Mas- Motoday? M- Matadors? Mastadors? Motoday? Is that the first attempt? <laughs> Mastador? No, Matador. Matador. Matador, yeah. Oh, God. Bullfighters. This is ridiculous. I think it is a Matador. Sorry, guys. Yeah, but that kind of thing that like, and it would feel like that over my face. And then I'd wake up and there's nothing there. And then I'd sleep with the light on for the rest of the night. Oh, my God. Yeah, that sucked. That sucked often. But I couldn't tell, like, am I just having a sleeping dream, the falling dream that just no one else really experiences? So you would wake up, like, as... It yes, like it on. felt like those scenes in the movies when someone like comes up from being underwater. Like I would always wake up like, <gasps> you know. Yeah. Oh my god! Did, now, like when you woke up, did you like explore it or did you just like brush it off and like? No, I would be over? like frozen. Okay. So I started. I took a. You guys might remember this. I had a lamp, like a regular uh, floor lamp with Ooh. the bendy top. And I stuffed it in the bottom bunk, <laughs> and I like angled it so that yeah. that was like a little spotlight into my bed, yeah. and then. Because my light switch was on the other side of the room and I wouldn't be able to get up and turn the light yes. off. So that's why that yeah, was Yeah, so I put that in there so that I could sleep with the light on for the rest of the night. you didn't have any experiences and shit. I think I really <laughs> tried to forget these things. Because it just stopped. It stopped when I left, when I moved yeah. out. So I guess I just have kind of, I don't want to say I suppressed it. Like, it wasn't super traumatic. It was no, just it was like, just scary shit. You're a child, so you adapt. Well, what about when, were you going to tell a story when you came home from work? There was a period of time where our friend Caps that's been on this show before, like, was just always, always, always at our house. And she was waiting for you to come home from work. Or maybe she wasn't there that time. I don't know which one you're talking about. I know there was one when I was upstairs doing something. Or maybe you're right. Maybe she was waiting for me to come home. I know I was not in the living room or anywhere on the first floor. Yeah. And she was sitting in the kitchen. She got up and went to the kitchen because she heard someone say, do you want a, do you want a glass of water or something like that? And she could have sworn it was me. It was something. It was something weird like that. And then she like got up, and I wasn't there. And she was like, "What the fuck?" And then I walked in the door like five minutes later, and she's like, "What?" And you, were- I oh heard you. You know. And I think there was another one when she opened the fridge. And this is one. Well, let me tell tell what happened. What happened to me often? I would come home late from doing whatever I was doing, and I would not want my mom to hear me coming in. Not that I snuck out. I just didn't want to have to be confronted with her. So I'd sneak up the stairs and go into the only bathroom we had and I'd pee and I'd whatever. I'd do my business. I'm washing my hands and every time I'm washing my hands, I would hear Deej, 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 Deej. And that's what my mom would say to me when she was like, if she heard me walking on the stairs, she'd be like, Deej, you know, make sure that's you. So I popped into her room after that and she was asleep. I was like, mom. And she didn't say anything. And I was like, fuck. And that would happen multiple times. Oh, my God. That's really scary. Drunk and sober. Yeah. And it was always Deej. And then, so there was one time when Caps was in our fridge. And this time, I was laying on the living room couch. She Caps was in the opening the fridge, and she heard someone saying Deej. Oh, my God. So she came in and was like, your mom, like as if I was ignoring her. And I was like, no. She's in my mom's room <laughs> here. Oh, my God. She's like, what the fuck? Someone was just saying Deej. Oh, my God. Someone liked you. 
I don't know if that's what I'd call it. They would taunt me in my sleep. Remember when I saw, thought I saw Jesus? That was, was that also from Lauren? the same house. No, that was me. <laughs> no, I th- I, that's something I still think about often. <gasps> Fuck me. I swear he was like glowing. It was the street lights. Or something with him. Like he was walking with a. It was wintertime too, wasn't no, it? No, 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 none of the right, above. You the okay. <laughs> you can't just like throw out all these different stories. Sorry. I just, because I'm like embarrassed by this one. I don't know. <laughs> I, there was a guy, like our house was on a slant on a hill, and there was a guy walking up the street, up a hill. He looked like he'd been fucking walking for many miles, <laughs> if I might say. Like, he looked, like, tired. And I swear, he was, like, glowing. Like, there was literal what you see when you see, like, an advent calendar with motherfucking Jesus on it, and there's, like, the little yellow light beams coming off his fucking head. That dude had that. <laughs> And he was like halfway limping, and I swear it looked like he had on what we would wear as altar servers. Did you tell Dad? I went immediately downstairs and told Dad. I watched him walk all the way up the block, and then when he got to the corner, I was like, "Oh, I don't even want to wait until he starts walking our direction." Because yeah. like, what if you like? I didn't know. My first thought is he's killing. Well, what if it was Jesus? He was yeah. gonna come and take us all, right? Because that's what I've been taught. Dee's like, no, 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 that's no. What not I've been today. taught for so many Dad. years that he was coming to judge us, and I was like, "Oh fuck, well, I hope we're all going. I hope we're all." getting the same judgment here so i went downstairs and told dad and he was like it's probably just some drunk college kid and i'm like what is why would he be glowing if he was drunk you got a point that's not what i'm saying at fuck the limp he's glowing and like it, no and then i told everyone else the next morning and they were like y'all need help <sighs> i know a place dj <laughs> um one quick anecdote i want to throw in there is that uh tk uh, when he came over for dinner one night, went upstairs to the bathroom oh, yeah. and immediately left. He was like, he came downstairs like, all right, Scully family, I got to go. And then he texted you like, yo, someone said my name in the yeah. bathroom. Oh, my God. That was just last summer. Yeah. I remember that. And, and I was like, yo, that, that shit fucking happens to me exactly. in that bathroom. Yeah, and it's my nickname. Like, they know me. Yeah, that is weird. I forgot about that. That's fucking weird. And I don't know that I, I would have ever told him that. I don't think no, you did. I don't think you did. One other thing I can think of, of course, there's weird things like the lights flicker and yeah. stuff. But it's old house, like we mentioned. Yeah, I there was a group of us, maybe three or four of my friends, and Caps was there for this one too. Like you said, Trevor, it's weird when your friends like witness it. Yeah. We were all messing around with my old flip phone, and we were recording voice memos and then playing it back, and like we'd slow it down and fuck with it, or we would put our mouths up against it to make it like all wonky and stuff. Just being stupid. We were in high school. I should say we were in, like, middle school, but we weren't. We were in high school. There was one we did, and before we could start fucking with it, we just played it back for the first time. At the end, there was, like, a really intense growl, like a... And I remember asking Caps if she, like, burped. and like we were, But we had just recorded it and then just listened to it. We yeah. didn't fuck with it at all. And we played it back a couple times, and then it was like, okay, close the phone. We're done with this shit. Let's leave. Oh my god! Yeah, and I that, wonder if that was like the same growl. Like, and I that you heard, and yeah. that was like type embarrassing. I remember being like, "I'm so sorry. I don't know. <laughs> don't mind him. I'm really sorry, guys. Oh, so fucking awkward. Can I tell you guys my story? Of Please course, do. Yeah. I've told you this one. Do you know it, Trev? Yeah. So, it was one summer. I was home from college, and I was sleeping in the bedroom that. DJ basically had because me and our older sister came out of the house at that point but there were bunk beds in there and like DJ said she like moved a light into the bottom bunk because she got scared I stayed in that night you and Caps went out and I was sleeping on the bottom bunk and I woke up to someone coming in the room and putting their hand underneath my neck and like I was lying on my side and I was facing the wall 
And I woke up to someone putting their hand underneath my neck and the back of my leg and like moving me, like shoving me over. And I thought it was you or Caps trying to get into bed with me. So I like pushed my, I was like, stop, stop. And like kind of like threw my arm. And then I like laid there again trying to fall back asleep. And then they started doing it again, like picking me up by the back of the neck and the back of the leg and moving me over. And I was like, fucking stop. And I sat up and I like slapped the air, like was going to hit your hand out of the way. And there's nobody there. You and Caps weren't home. Yeah, something about that bottom bunk. Yeah. It was the same spot. Right? Yeah. 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 That's what you get for sleeping in my bed. He's nice to me. <laughs> he didn't want me like, in there. like, I tuck her ass in. He didn't want me in there. you like a weighted blanket. <laughs> Maybe over your face. He was trying to keep you warm. Yeah, he must have not liked that I was there. Oh, that's what it was. DJ thought you were getting cold. He's Absolutely. Trying to warm you. Well, I was only cold because he was there. So he could have solved this so many other ways by then fucking with me. Just leave and I won't be so cold. He just wanted to be around you. That's true. I would be so scared to get up, especially because I had a big mirror in there. And I'm like, I don't want to look past oh, that yeah. fucking mirror. I remember when I... Like the face twitch thing that you see in movies now where like your face goes ghost face and it like twitches and shit. Yeah. I remember too that at that point... I don't know if I, like, knew that you had moved the light in there or what, but, like, I just sat there completely fucking frozen, like, could not move, like, because, like you said, the light switch is on the other side of the room. I'm mm-hmm. like, guess I'm going to sit here with my eyes open until they come home. No, you know what it is? I, I started to get so bad at it that I couldn't even, I wouldn't even want to, like, look for the thing on the cord to turn the light on, so I would just leave it on. Oh, yes, keep it on all night. And, no, and unscrew the light bulb. So even if it wasn't there, you probably wouldn't have known that the, like, I would just twist it, like, a centimeter, you know, which is probably, like, a serious hazard, but that way all I would have to do is just, like, do a quick, (laughs) and it'd be on, because I couldn't, like, bother reaching for the cord and searching for the little flicker on it. Oh, my God. Yeah, thanks for bringing, I, thank you for reminding me of all of this, because I kind of not thought about it in a long time. I know, I feel like I'm not going to sleep tonight now. I feel like Kim doesn't have any type of stories, No, you don't have any, well, besides that, that is fucked up. Everyone seems to be in agreement, even mom and dad, with the fucking cabinets opening and closing. My dad was sleeping in the living room, and he said, I can't tell you how many times I got up thinking that you were home, like, that I'd come home from a late night and was walking in the kitchen, and Mm -hmm. he'd go to, like, bust me for being home late, and there was nobody there. He said, like, countless times he would hear someone in the kitchen. And and the cabinets were so menacing. It wasn't even like someone was opening it and then closing it. It was like they were opening it, like, an inch yeah. and then, like, flicking it back closed over exactly. and over again. All of them. Like, like walking through the kitchen annoying. just doing that. Whoa. Do we sound fucking crazy? I don't no. think you've ever been to my mother's house. No, because, like, no, I get it. Like, it, you're giving me chills. but like, Really? Yeah, oh, good like, job, guys. I we just made never it all up. Like Nothing like, at all. I always tormented people. So we like, never told people no. about this no, until like, they experienced it. I would fuck with it. my sister and like leave walkie-talkies in her room. You're evil. Like so, like I like when you guys tell me stories, I'm like, okay, yeah, I kind of get that. I understand where that. Comes no, from. you would do that. Yeah, and then like one night she was babysitting and we like broke in with masks on and scared the shit oh, out of her. Like right. obviously we told her. Does she still talk to you? I would not talk to you anymore. But like. Middle of nowhere. Oh we, didn't, we couldn't roam around the streets of Troy. We had to make our own fun, and that's how we made it. Do you remember when you were upstairs with music playing and two people broke in? Yeah. No, I wasn't even upstairs with music playing. Oh, this. Don't. <laughs> I just almost fucking vomited all over this place. <laughs> oh, you know what? I was saying I don't really experience this stuff anymore, but there was like a really weird stint Rick and I were having. The thermostat would ke- like oh, have getting yeah. fucked with all the time. But even before we had kids, it would like be on like 80. On the, on, in June, one of those ones on the walls that you turn. Mm-hmm. It's not like buttons and shit. And it's not really in a place where you'd like be leaning against the wall or anything. And possibly hit it. It's yeah. so weird. That is weird. And his beloved grandfather, who I unfortunately never met, did pass away in the living room of our home. 
in like 2009. Oh shit. So I'm always like, how could he not? If if it's anyone, it's him. Yeah, probably. He's trying to hide his presence. He doesn't want you guys to get cold when he comes around. So he makes I feel it bad super that hot. we like live in his old apartment. Yeah, he's like, oh, I don't want him to know I'm here, so I'm just gonna exactly. The heat. <laughs> It'll neutralize. They'll think it's like, think it's like don't a mind me. Coming through. <laughs> oh god. Just to, cause I, you know, I think we kind of wrapped up on the house, the fucking haunted house we can make a TV show about. Just to, uh, uh, at least a good movie. Give a little insight for real. Oh yeah, and the fuses always fucking blow out of nowhere. Yeah. But sorry, go on. Oh, oh my god, this is movie gold. Yeah. <laughs> Just think that like theatrically to watch yeah. the fuse box really? explode would yeah. be kind of cool. We did have a medium come yeah. to the house to like take people's you know future palm readings whatever the fuck it was and like looking back on all these things like i logically try to explain it you know fucking bad wiring in houses like mm-hmm. you said like shit you see out of the corner of the eye just being a kid and i think that something she did was like look into the house before she came over so she said that like immediately she was like oh there's a spirit here but he's like a male he's a friendly spirit she gave him a name charlie. charlie so like i said i had that experience with driz i told driz I she like, came in like oh Exactly. You think she was faking it? Yeah, yeah. But I just, you know, it could be him. If if it's anyone, it's this fucking guy. Because Driz was like, "Yo, uh, I told him about what she said, and he was like, "Yo, my grandpa is a directory of like the city of Troy, and it says that in the 1920s, this dude Charlie lived there." Oh shit! So I think you know she definitely could have looked that up herself. But at yeah. the same time, if anyone's there, it's this fucking. That's why guy her Charlie. appointments are made like 18 months in advance. But yeah. she she, she never gets an address. You don't give her the address till the day of. She doesn't get anybody's names. She oh whoever books it. Shit, IPN address or some shit. I don't think she's that. Okay, <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't whatever. Know. She does work with the policia. Um, I have a local story for you guys. Is it a urban legend? It's a mix of everything. Okay, sure. So Hit it's me. y'all ever hear of Pinewoods? Oh, oh yeah. of course. Have you ever been heard of? Well, you've heard of Pinewood Cemetery. Pinewoods. Mm-hmm. You have. You know Oakwoods of Hell. I know where Oakwood. Pinewoods is not Oakwood not on Pinewoods Avenue. Okay. <laughs> so you know where Pinewoods Avenue is. <laughs> You know where Pinewoods is? I'll continue your story. I'll, I'll <laughs> that, that was it. That was it. <laughs> oh, um, okay, fine. Okay. It's in my neck of the woods. Um, so I pr- this is a haunted cemetery in Troy that's like allegedly, I'll say nationally known. Not, I was going to say world renowned. It's not. Um, do you Are you guys scared by cemeteries? No. Like I used to be terrified of them and I thought that like ghosts just like fucking ran around them buck wild all day and night and just like haunted the shit out of everything. But now I'm not scared of them. No, they don't really scare me. I think we've spent enough time in them since we were children. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Um, Well, Pinewoods is haunted. Like I just said, it's in Pinewood Cemetery. Nope. Pinewood Cemetery is on Pinewoods. <laughs> I had a hard time looking it up because it's um, not called. <laughs> and it it's called like Forest name. Hills. What is it? Forest something? You did you this is i didn't write it i didn't write it down it is far as hills i think this was my responsibility (laughs) but i was just gonna say i literally stopped reading it because i was like oh megan's gonna do it sorry i didn't think it was necessary because i thought that anyone listening would know what pinewoods is it's just not the name so people who aren't aren't from the area well it's aka pinewood cemetery (laughs) um all right so it's haunted it's called like Forest Hills or something like that. Because it's, it's been like defunct Hills. for many a year. <clears throat> defunct for many a year. <laughs> so like I said, I used to be scared of cemeteries, but I have a distinct memory as a teenager partying in Pinewoods. Partying? Yeah. In Pinewoods. Yeah. So I heard that was a thing. What's that? There's, yeah, that's not like a thing people do. Yeah. You guys only did that. When, yeah, like we partied. Yeah. It wasn't like 
This was something everyone like. No, every no, Thursday it was literally just Hill. like it was a summer night. It was like a Wednesday, and someone was like, "Oh, why don't we go drink in the cemetery?" And we were like, "Okay." This oh. we didn't do this often. Why is this the only cemetery that's not labeled on the map. Because I told you it's defunct. You can't even. You bury can't bury it. Yeah. So they don't even mark it. Like, what if you have somebody that you're like going to? I don't. You have to oh, go to yeah. another Listen, cemetery. I, do you have this information? Because I sort of know a little bit about. Yeah. That. Okay. So what? Tell well, us I want to tell my story. So it's not. I mean, it's not that great of a story, but. Okay. Wait. So how many of you were partying there? I'm it was sorry. ten. It's been a long time since we did this. I don't know how to say it. Try. It probably ten of us, I'd say. Okay. That, that, and I remember we got two cars in. They were, and I don't want to say the people's names. The gates were open. Yeah. Okay. We drove right in, and we just parked two cars next to each other and my friend dylan was playing like classical music like very low and quiet because we like thought we were like hippies but also like really refined so he <laughs> see and that i like to party in outdoors cemeteries yes so he was playing this like classical music and we were just sitting around drinking and like laughing and stuff and like just being dumbass teenagers but like him playing really like soft quiet classical music in the pitch fucking black in the cemetery i stood there with my fucking head down the entire time because i was too afraid to look up because i thought i was going to see something like in the distance i had to pee and i was just like i'm not even i'm just gonna go right here like i wouldn't even move i stayed in the circle (laughs) just beat my (laughs) pants but i remember being so scared and then finally i'm sure with me like complaining we were there for a decent amount of time like i let it go a while before i was really like we got to get the fuck out of here i remember being in the car and being like i don't want like just like heavy like it almost sounds like you know when you're going up a hill like up a mountain and your ears pop yeah mm-hmm. it was almost like that where it's like heavy inside oh, your head if like that makes pressure. any sense yeah, that's yeah. the word i was looking for pressure whoa thank you for that <clears throat> yeah so pinewoods is um haunted as fuck but it's been in use since 1856 um, those are the original headstones that were there before the area was officially Pinewood Cemetery. So people had buried like families and friends there, not knowing that it was like, going to eventually be a real cemetery. Um, but it was first incorporated in 1897. And the original area was over 200 acres, which is fucking huge. A little fun fact, it was originally designed by Garnett Baltimore, who was the first African-American graduate of RPI. Are you giving me the nod of approval? Yeah, that's dope. Thanks. Oh, I thought you were saying like, yeah, you're, you're doing it right. He designed the cemetery to be like a park and um, he wanted like winding trails and like a big receiving tomb at the entrance and shit like that. He wanted it like pretty elaborate for a cemetery. But the corporation backing the construction of the cemetery went big, which like is crazy to me. Like how there's not like construction of a cemetery, is there? Do you, well, do you yeah. see like the mausoleums and the they're pretty fucking and ornate. the half built yeah. tombs and stuff? It is. What do you mean? We know someone that does that for a living. Very good point. All right, so the corporation backing the construction of the cemetery went bankrupt in 1914, and it was picked up by some New York City natives. Uh, but they ultimately also had some financial difficulties, and they sold off all but 22 acres to the Troy Country Club. So I didn't realize that the Troy Country Club backs right up to it. But it does. Yeah. Which makes sense, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. So it was just kind of like left unattended, except for a man named William Christian. I'm saying that weird. Christian. Who volunteered. <laughs> just swallow before you say it. <laughs> Sorry. Who volunteered as a caretaker from 1918 to 1961. And this guy kept some pretty good notes of all the internments. And um, it showed that the cemetery served upwards of 1,400 burials. I don't know if that's a lot. Yeah, because when you look at it, it looks like there's about 25 <laughs> headstones in there. <laughs> So it looks like um, a lot of people were buried there basically up until 2005. And there's been disputes over like who actually is responsible for the cemetery. Like, is it the city of Troy? Is it the town of Brunswick? Well, clearly no one's picking up that responsibility. Well, that's the point. So like they fight over it. So like the, the town of Brunswick tried to get people together to like 
clean up all like the hedges and stuff and like the overgrown weeds and then the city of troy was like fuck you don't touch that property like that's not yours Whoa. but then they were like so can you clean it up and they're like this isn't our responsibility it's such a nice <laughs> little area and it then is. you have this like jumanji cemetery yeah looming that it's, everyone knows is just like a giant black cloud of don't fucking go in here yeah exactly um no. I went and I wouldn't go in. I was too. Yeah. I was too chicken shit. Let's go trip. We're going there tonight. So, you guys wouldn't even go to fucking Calhoun Road. And you're no. want to go to Pinewoods? Calhoun Road to Pinewoods. Pine oh. I'll tell you that story after. Well, <laughs> onto some creepy shit. Um, the cemetery is also also fondly known as the Gateway to Hell, and it was even ranked in a Life magazine article as one of the top most haunted places in the country. That might just be an urban legend, but I want to believe it. Right. Like, what is the scale for that? It's just. Yeah, like, who cares? It's just say it happened. <laughs> um, people also claim that a decapitated statue of an angel bleeds from the neck. Decapitated is a dramatic word for, <laughs> for a statue. statue. I was thinking the same exact thing. Um, but the quote-unquote blood on the statue also just seems to be due to moss that when it's in the sun and, like, when it gets hot, it turns red and it looks like blood. Oh, I was going to say green-ass moss looks like tears. <laughs> so, but, I mean, like, let's still just pretend that it's bleeding from the neck. We're just going to pretend it. Well, um, I guess you could, like, flip it and tell yourself that, like, that's it expressing the only way yeah, it can. Yeah, that's true. That poor Whoa. statue. <laughs> That's how it's expressing itself. It's 2018. <laughs> it can't really cry blood. So it's like, this is what I would be doing. If I I'm excreting. Um, so there's countless stories of paranormal and scary experiences from people that have gone into the cemetery. Visitors have reported feeling their hair pulled, hearing voices, seeing orbs. Others say when they leave the cemetery, they have scratches they can't explain and that their cell phone battery dies, like, super quick as soon as they get in. There's stories that these ghosts <laughs> that are, like, you know, draining your cell phone batteries and, like, fucking with people. Yeah, that's, like, a common ghosty thing. They be doing that. Are you being sarcastic? No, not oh. at all. So these ghosts that are haunting the cemetery are the people that never received po- proper burials. So, like, when you go through the main gates... Um, there's a granite, a giant granite building with a copper ceiling, and it can hold up to 128 caskets. And that's where they used to house caskets of people that died in the winter months because the ground was too hard to dig. So they would house them in this, like, giant catacomb, basically. And then when it warmed up, then they would bury them. They were in storage. Basically. But there are stories that the roof collapsed several times on the building. Safe keepings. And destroyed the caskets and, like, destroyed the remains of the people that were inside there. So the people were never – there's a bunch of people that were never given proper proper burials. And those are allegedly the spirits that wander the cemetery. That's kind of shitty. I'd be I know. Yeah. I know. Like, you're just going to leave me here? Yeah. Like, you forgot about me. Yeah. So, remember the headless angel I talked about? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's actually part of a 10-foot tall gravestone, which is fancy schmancy. Um, that's just off of one of the winding paths in the woods. And the story goes that years back, a group of boys wandering in looking for some late night fun like y'all are about to do. And I don't mean late night fun like sex in the woods like they do on Riverdale. I mean like just scaring the shit out of each other. Riverdale. (laughs) I mean just like scaring the shit out of each other and like just looking for a fright. And when they got to this grave, the allegedly the eyes of the angel started bleeding and it scared the shit out of them. So they cut the head off with what we'll never know. They threw the head into the woods, and then allegedly today, that's why the angel bleeds from its neck, um, because, because it doesn't moss, have its head. Because the moss doesn't stop. I've seen pictures of it. Yeah, it's actually kind of, like, beautiful. Yeah, it looks like that no one 
it doesn't look chopped off. No. It looks like maybe a branch fell off a tree above it in yes. a storm and it it's landed. Like a clean no, Hell no, 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 no. And it's like da- the, it's broken down to like her chest, if I remember correctly. Yeah, like pretty far down. You know, it, like if someone deli- only wanted to cut off their head, it was like no, it looks like it like split. I just also wonder like what the fuck did a group of young boys have that they could get the head off with? And why were they like? What the fuck? Chop the head off. Yeah, <laughs> and where did you have time to devise a plan to chop the fucking head off? And there are homes 50 yards away. Teenagers. No, how tall did you Oh, 10 feet. feet. Like, so one, they got on each way. other's backs and then put a trench coat on and then one of them fucking, no, that was and a bad joke. They, like, threw a rope around the top and just, like, ripped the head off. But do, do boys, well, I know boys put shit in their pockets, but do boys walk around with rope? <laughs> Well, people also say, even though I think that the bleeding from the neck thing is obviously bullshit because it's red moss, um, people do say that when you get close to that stone, um, they've told stories of being like poked and tripped and you can hear like children laughing like very close to you. So no thank you to that. So I really like this story about the cemetery, but it's really fucking sad. So on the early morning of November 11th, 1916, a troubled young man named Harold Hubbard Horn... Sounds like a Dr. Seuss character. <laughs> That's Harold Hubbard Horn. Um, he committed suicide in oh, the no. I know in the cemetery. Sorry, you should have told me that first. You Sorry. Asshole. He was a student and a veteran, and he was having some family troubles, and he had a date with a local girl, and then was on his way home, walking past the cemetery, and he just said, "You know what? Fuck it," and he went in and he shot himself in the head in the cemetery. I'm not laughing I'm at him. With a local girl. <laughs> That's all I could think. It was like you say. <laughs> And he was on a, he was a local girl. <laughs> so visitors have claimed to see Harold walking around, especially if you're driving by at night. He walks like right near the front gates um, that are close to the road. And the urban legend is that if you stand at the entrance of the gate and call his name three times, he will appear to say hello. And some say that he only shows up for people that are going through extreme mental anxiety and that he gives off warm and comforting thoughts to those in need. I know. I know. That's what I'm going to say. Like, fuck a therapist. Maybe I just need to go see Harold. Um, So, like, ghosts often cause a chill in the air and scare people, but he just makes people feel really warm and comfortable and calm. Are you crying? No. I was crying because I was laughing, like, two minutes ago, but... Again, like, fuck a therapist. I should like, just go see Harold. This horrible. Let's all hate this cemetery. Let's fucking go. Let's I know. Say, I let's f- go get warm and fuzzy. Harold. <laughs> um, so that's Pinewoods. I went there one time. Two of them went in, and two of us stayed out. We got there. I don't, like, I'm sure I was scared, but I also feel like there was always this huge warning of, like, well, don't even try going in there because yeah. the neighbors right there will call the cops. There's, like, a whole little development there. Like, they always call the cops when they know people are going in the cemetery. And we parked right in front of someone's house. So I was like, they're going to fucking know. Yeah. And you're like, I'll just wait in the car. I was like, guys, I can't get arrested. (laughs) I'm in an ACUSD. I'm not afraid of anything. (laughs) Fuck you. I'm not afraid. I'm just not fucking stupid. Um, But two of them went in. And when they came out, one of them said that their phone, like, the screen had turned white. But I... It was fine when by the time I saw it. That's it, weird. You know, so I don't know. And the other one lifted up their sleeve and they had scratch marks on it, but they they could have been there as cats. The only thing about the cell phone battery thing too is that like that's pr- some pretty much like some pretty fucking dense wooded area. So like if your battery or your phone is trying to find a signal, it's gonna drain the battery. Mm-hmm. 
Right, but it wasn't that the battery drained. It was that. No, like, I know that's a different, phone, but yeah. But again, I didn't see it, so I can't really confirm or deny. That's why I never really put too much stock into that. The cemetery doesn't scare me so much on a whole. Mm. I was going to say, I went there on Halloween in like 2012. It was me, Jonah, and Santana. And uh, we pulled up like dumbasses in front of everybody's crib, and like, <laughs> knowing that like you can't go in there. And they're like, hey, we're going to the cemetery. So yeah, so we were like, all right, fuck yeah, Halloween, like. I don't know, must have been like... No one will be expecting us to be here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we walk in, and if you know me, I'm all about that positivity. So, like, the whole time, we're like, if there's any disturbed ghosts here, like, we're just here to check it out. We don't mean to, like, disturb you like guys. Yeah, you have to address them. <laughs> so we were, like, talking to them, like, putting out mad positive vibes, and uh, honestly, nothing happened. <laughs> but as we were walking along the path into the woods, we noticed a light. Like, uh, like the way the best way I could describe it is like it was like a candle that was inside a tent. You know what I'm saying? So, oh. like and as soon as jo- we all noticed it, it dimmed out. It like went off, but like slowly. It didn't blow dimmed. out. It and then, but it was like woods. Like it's not like you could see a tent in the woods or anything. That was the only thing. It's not like you saw a hobo that was sleeping in the woods, that, and you that's guys. That's totally possible. But I don't know. I don't think. I would be surprised to find that there were hobos living there. No, I'm yeah. because it they does. It is connected to Troy Country Club, which apparently is haunted as well. I've heard that Have too, but I couldn't find Country anything Club? specific. No. I saw this online, and I also just remember being told this when we were younger because that was always like Bone Cruise Road. Yeah. And so, you, like, it's a very quiet road, not a fucking house, but it's a long ass, like a mile. It's a fair enough out of town, yeah. yeah. And when you get into the little woods part of the road into the country club, I guess this is technically the back way in from Brunswick Road. There's, like, this really weird narrow bridge that it looks like it can really only hold one car at a time. Do you guys know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, absolutely. I've always been told that there's a woman that haunts that. And, like, if you go on the bridge and turn your lights off. Yeah. Do you know who used to do that all the time when we were high as a kite and scare the shit out of me? Brad. Sko's little brother. Oh, of course he did. Constantly. Yeah. Of course Every he fucking did. time. Every time. And we, I would be in the back seat, like, no! Like, with Kim and all of our friends. Like, yeah. just... And he would stop on the bridge and we'd be like, just go, no, drive, please! Oh, Oh my god <laughs> fuck them that was like yeah that they like got a fucking hoot out of it but i saw online that the story behind it is that it was a waitress in the 70s and crashed her car on that bridge back in the day yeah but i would be more inclined to believe that it's just like wandering ghosts from pine woods probably, probably. they got lost it's hard for me to believe like it's all haunted yeah but maybe who knows i, I don't know anything do need to add a little disclaimer though like i said nothing happened and we told everyone like yeah we went to the haunted cemetery nothing happened they were like you didn't walk through the gates of hell like I guess like that's how you have to go there. Like there's like an entrance, but oh, we just yeah. parked the car on the side of the road and like walked through the field and eventually got to the path. I'm pretty sure it has something to do with the broken. Yeah, that's what they call uh, the gates of hell, like the mausoleum thing. What 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 did you call it? The, ca- the catacomb. It's a mausoleum. Yeah, cataract. I like that <laughs> word. <laughs> catacomb. <laughs> All right, so I have one, and it's kind of like a history lesson, so I'm going to try and do it off the dome as much as I can. I guess technically this kind of validates our All Roads Lead to Troy theme, because would you have known Abraham Lincoln spent some time here? No shit. Uh, Well, Albany. Okay, But I mean, it was all just like one thing in the 1800s. They actually, no, they took his, when he died, they took his body, like, on a, he had, like, a traveling funeral, essentially. And you know where Old English is in Tro- in Albany? The pub? Yeah, there's an alleyway that's still got, like, brick. It's still a brick. That wasn't with his consent. No, I know, but, like, his body was here. <laughs> Word. Cool. They took, but that was one of the places that they that took his body. What and, a strange thing to do. So he yeah. enjoyed it here. I guess so. He was, so. He was like, he was uh, put Troy on the map. Assassination. 
I think he was, yeah. Don't quote me. I don't know if that's right. You should edit that out in case we're wrong. Well, he won the election in November of 1860. They didn't, um, what is it, inaugurate? They didn't do that until March back in the day. Don't they do it in January now? Yeah. The people can't wait. (laughs) I wonder when they switched that. But he had been working as a lawyer in Springfield, Illinois. He had to get to D.C. For some backwards-ass reason, he wanted to go all the way east and then south. Okay. If you left Springfield and just went east and didn't stop, you <laughs> did they have right in D.C. But did they have completed roads then? Though it was, it, I don't know. He took a train. Oh, okay. So, well He's enough. Okay. He took the train up to Albany and then down to D.C. Okay. But when he was in Albany and got off the train, the person who like greeted him and brought him to his hotel and everything and introduced him to the city was a new governor for the state named Ira Harris. And that night, Ira took Abraham Lincoln and his wife, Mary Todd Lincoln, to a theater that I don't think is there anymore. Gaiety Theater in downtown Albany. I don't think that it either has been renamed or it's just gone. But they went there and they saw, what was it? There were two plays, uh, Romeo and Juliet and The Apostate. Yes. And in performing in both of those plays was John Wilkes Booth. Fast forward to the night. That's crazy. Yeah. In Albany? So we... We're we have a part. We played a part in this. Yeah, that's fucked up. Why we, did you bring that up on your show? We played a big part. So fast forward to the <laughs> night of Lincoln's assassination, nearly five years later. You guys should all know what happened, but April 14th, yeah. 19, 18, 1865, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, his wife, I just like saying Mary Todd, and a few other people went to Ford's Theater in Washington, D.C. They were seeing a comedy. It was called 40-Year-Old Virgin. <laughs> basically our american cousin so it might as well have been it was around 10 30 when john wilkes booth the performer from the plays he saw in albany entered the box that they were watching the play from through the back door shot lincoln in the back of the head at point blank range but you guys probably don't know about that story though is that the two people they were there with were albany natives remember i was telling you ira harris his daughter clara harris and her fiance henry reed rathbone were invited to join the president and his wife to watch the, this play. So when John Wilkes Booth shoots him, Lincoln, in the face, in the head, Rathbone stands up and is like, stop, and tries to tackle him. Stop. <laughs> stop, my <laughs> Stop. Booth drops his gun and then pulls out a knife and stabs Rathbone in the arm. Bleeding all over the place, Wilkes Booth jumps off the balcony, lands on the stage, breaks his leg, runs out the back door. He's gone. The guy's bleeding all over the place. He's got blood all over his fiance Clara's white dress. Lincoln's dying in front of everybody. They bring them across the street to a family, the Peterson house, I guess. They brought them there to get them out of the crowd and everything. Get Rathbone all wrapped up. Send him home. Lincoln's going to die there. So Clara Harris is like, send my fiance home. I'm going to stay with the fucking Lincolns. Like a true fucking patriot. You go, girl. I'm watching this guy go out. Respect. So he dies the next morning. She's like, I want to hang out with Mary Todd. Hang out with her for a little while. Oh, yeah. Mary Todd Lincoln made a point to say that, like, she was so sorry that Clara Harris had her husband's blood all over her. Like, she was like, oh, my husband bled all over you. And it was actually henry rathbone's blood but she just didn't even mention it she was like yeah it's fine the president bled on me it's really no big deal so he died oh yeah 
<laughs> the following morning. Oh, Rathbone's fine. He went home. His, he was like, my fucking wife literally just left me at home to heal on my own. She's with the corpse imagine of a president. Recovery. Like, imagine Ooh. a recovery from knife stabs now, and then imagine it. I know. I can't like, believe he lived. they just, like, wrapped him And he was like a war like, vet. Come on, buddy. Go home and suck it up. <laughs> Clara's father, Ira Harris, he had this summer home in Loudonville. Do you guys know where it's... The street is called cherry tree lane but it's that intersection 378 when you're coming through south troy through manans up to loudonville where that meets route nine um yeah and then it turns into osborne road past that intersection. it is osborne road but past that intersection you keep going down osborne road into colony if you took a left at the top of that intersection coming from manans you guys got to go over the gary evans bridge to get there yeah if you took a left there and then a quick right, you would be on this street. Okay. So it's on the corner, but it's kind of hard to see from the street. You drive past it going 45 and there's trees and shit. So you'd never really notice it was there. And it's not like a historic landmark that's like protected by the Historical Society. That's where they enough. lived though? Oh, sorry. I guess I shouldn't have said that part yet. <laughs> I just had to get that all out before I forgot it. So Ira Harris owns this house there on Cherry Tree Lane. But he lives in Albany, so his daughter and her fiancé are staying there. So they're living in that house. She is unpacking all her shit. She has the dress with her still, that white dress with the blood on it. She oh couldn't like, bring herself to do anything with it, so she just hung it in the closet there. Fast forward to the anniversary of Abraham Lincoln's assassination. She's still living in this house. April 14th, she goes to bed that night, and in the middle of the night, she wakes up to literally hearing Abraham Lincoln laughing, like <sighs> as, as he was at the comedy play that they had seen on the night he died. So she hears him laughing, wakes up, swears that he is in her room in a rocking chair and he was assassinated sitting in a rocking chair looking at the closet but with the appearance that he's looking at a theatrical performance oh my god she's like whatever rubs her eyes not real goes down in the morning and tells her family about it and was like you guys would not fucking believe this and they're like okay fucking Looney Tune. <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> yeah okay steven <laughs> So there's a, a full year goes by and they have guests staying with them at this cottage in Loudonville. And a guest wakes up, a, the couple, a couple wakes up on April 15th of 1867 and says the same fucking thing. Like, I heard this weird laugh in my sleep last night, woke up, and wouldn't you fucking know, Abraham Lincoln is in oh a rocking chair God. in our room. Is it the same exact story? Yes. I mean, Shit. it was the 1860s and I'm reading this on the internet, so who knows? This could all be bullshit. <laughs> That's the lore of all this. Is that why you're here? So Henry Reed Rathbone, Rathbone went like fucking cuckoo bananas himself after the assassination. As you would. You fucking see that. You try to yeah. see it and you can't stop it. And th- no one is talking about PTSD in the 1860s. Just wasn't the topic. Right. So they, so him and Clara have three kids at, by this time. And... They go over to Europe to try and find him some mental help. They don't know what's going on with him. And by that, I mean lobotomy, probably. Oh, no. So they're in Germany in 1883. Rathbone locked himself and Clara in their bedroom with his three children outside. On the other side of the door, he shoots Clara twice in the chest. Oh, my God. And then he stabs her in the chest. Then he stabbed himself in the chest five times. Oh, no. But conveniently lived. And then he remained in an in an. He remained in an insane. <laughs> he was in an asylum until the time he died. Then, from that point Holy on. Holy shit! Yes, and some people. But like, she died. She's yeah. She's gone. Okay. 
one of her kids say that like her dying words were hey blinken no like oh my god he actually he finally did it he's (gasps) finally killing us all like she kind of knew he was gonna snap soon oh my god which is why she was trying to find him help they left the country to try and figure something out unfortunately there wasn't if we only knew then what we knew now shit so some people like to like romanticize that a little bit with the lore and say that he was reenacting what happened the night of the assassination which like doesn't really sound like it. No. Wilkes Booth broke his leg. You stabbed yourself in the chest five times. I wouldn't say it's quite the same thing. Not long before he died, he was still over there. His son was back in Loudonville, and he was like, this fucking dress is fucking up our whole life. He left it in the closet, and he bricked up the closet and, like, oh sealed God. it off with bricks. That doesn't fix the problem. Oh but then after his father died, he went and took all the bricks down, which is, it's, like, dramatic. Yeah. That's why I'm like, how does, is any of this true? But takes the dress yeah, out and no, burns like, it. Having like old houses and shit, and we like do construction on them. You'll see shit like, like that. Literally in my bed. Oh, I'm sorry. Like literally in my bedroom, there's a door that they just like put a wall over, and like left the door right in the in the wall. They did that in my old apartment too. They just like didn't like why take it out? It's just easier to just and yeah it seal and it. It's gone. Bye. Like, that's how you like have these old houses with. But like, you have like the outline of a door quote, frame behind quote, unquote, your quote secret rooms. No, yeah. it looks like no, it looks like the wall. You can't tell that it was ever a door. They just left everything there. You I dated know. a guy in college that lived in a fraternity my senior year, and his house legit had secret rooms behind like awesome. books bookshelves that you would have to slide. Who is this? Brad, I dated him my senior year. Oh. And, like, there would be, like, a loose, like, fucking board on the floor, and you'd pick it up, and then all of a sudden an entire thing would lift up, and it would be no, someone's bedroom. No, that's, like, my worst nightmare. It was terrifying. I, that's where you're dying. There the was fir- a yeah. shelf of, like, bottles, and you have to, like, pull the bottle down. You'd been there? Yeah. yeah. I was like, fuck, for graduation. I'm hanging out with these guys. <laughs> you're, like, 14. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was drinking whiskey well, with like, them in the backyard. Was, I mean, obviously, like, you wouldn't see it now because people are trying to hide it, but, like, that's not in houses now. No. Everybody's efficient. Everything's yeah. so small and yeah. compact and everything. Everybody wants open floor plans. Yep. Like, that just isn't a thing anymore. Back then, like, seriously, you just, like, had these rooms in your house that nobody would know about. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. My mom's house, I think we have a whole attic we never went in. Oh, my God, I know. Zai I don't think... went up there. Zai went up there? Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. He put his head up there, like, just... And then said, so no, thank you? Small. You can't get in there. So what, do you stand like... on your shoulders? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did he see anything oh, it's pitch black up there there's nothing up there oh insulation and raccoons probably wait so he just basically boarded it up the closet yeah he burned the dress said, after that i was gonna say that's what he should have done in yeah the in the first yeah. place but i mean it's already fucked your mom and dad are both dead at that point i still would have burned it yeah, I'm glad it's gone. It shouldn't live in that house because now... She goes, like, I'm glad it's gone. <laughs> well, now, it's like I said, it was. it's not a... The house isn't claimed by the Historical Society or anything like that. It's not so protected. someone's living there? It's just a privately owned home that a family lives in, and they do not want know. you to go there. Um, yes, they do I'm know. Sure they and they specifically say, them. like, we don't want to comment on yeah. this. Like They, they oh, say sure. we're not going to embellish on that story. Oh, damn. They're cold as fuck. I bet you they're German. You, Probably. Like, do you have to report if, like, there's been, like, a crime in your home? I don't know. I feel like I it's think a myth. It, uh, no, like a I think... or something? Like, I think you do if it's, like, what, up with it. I think it's... I'm sure it depends from state to state, but if someone died in that house, I think you have to tell them. Within a certain amount of time. Yeah. Know? Because there's, like... Well, because at a point in time, especially... Sorry, not to cut you off, but even though I just did... <laughs> I mean, Troy has so many old buildings that people... That were, like, passed down from generation to generation. People have probably died in every fucking 
brownstone in downtown yeah. Troy. I wonder if there's any yeah, brownstone there's some ghosts. criminals. So. That, but that's what I mean. So, like, that's, like, I think within a certain threshold and, like, maybe... I'd like to pick that apart a little bit, Trevor. I have to agree with you. What's that? He, he wonders if there's dinosaur ghosts. Like, I hate that that's, like, that's what makes this stuff so hard for me. It's like, how do we pick and choose? No, I'm serious. How are we going to pick and choose what, like, lives on? And who? It's true, though. Yo, maybe that's the demonic growls we hear. Because it's not a human. I'm down with that. Like, it's probably a dead, you know, animal or a dead dinosaur. Oh, my God. Oh, that no. goes back to what you're saying about like the psych though. It's probably just the human mind like, yeah. and shit that we don't really acknowledge. It's like, yeah, we're oh, flawed. Like yeah. we have this weird wiring where we think that shit that is happening that's not really there. Yeah, like we need to give it re- like we need to put something behind it that we can believe in. Yeah. So that like we can wrap our heads around it because. Well, that's what makes yeah, me like, wonder. Like God. <laughs> I, that's exactly no, like, what I was thinking. Perfect example. Of, yeah. Like. But you, somebody, you just need something to be there for you. Like, not you complex need, you need at all. You need that unexplainable thing in the world. Like, yeah, because you can't explain God. So it's like, all right, if you're going to believe in God, you can believe in ghosts. Like, yeah. Um, but you could sh- definitely a lot of the stuff, like, especially ghosts. with the cemetery stuff, like, I think is just stories that people put in their own heads, you know? You believe in God. <laughs> you don't? That's something my priest failed to tell me, probably because I walked around pretending yeah, to be a dinosaur. Like, what did he tell you? What? <laughs> He said, he said, if you believe in dinosaurs, you don't believe in God, or vice versa. Oh, because of evolution? Yeah. But we did not evolve from dinosaurs. <laughs> dinosaurs. <laughs> Isn't it possible that, like, oh my God. the Virgin Mary was giving... Uh, let's not. So God was like, uh, yeah, these fucking suck. Let's start all over. I have an urban legend for <laughs> you. Scrap it. Scrap it. Just drop a bomb. All right, we're going again. Have any of you heard of the corny-ass Freer Park... Beast. Yes, tell no, me more I about it though. No, what is this? Have you heard it? No, me neither. Are you oh, being so sarcastic? Good. Okay, we've all spent plenty of fucking time yeah. in Freer Park, right? Yeah. So if you look online for like Troy urban legends and Troy haunt shit like that, you will get quite a few hits for the Freer Park Beast. And imagine my surprise when I'm like, <laughs> I've been in that shit in the middle of the fucking golf course at uh-huh. three in the morning getting hammered. I've been on the deck at the park pub at one in the morning getting hammered. And I've been out there during the daytime. Like, I, I there's no fucking... And I've never fucking th- seen You this have thing. to be worried about beast. randos coming out of the woods and yeah. mugging you. You don't have to worry about no fucking beast. No. But anyways, I'm wrong, apparently. <laughs> Because there's a legend that goes back many years. I'm going to guess it's the 50s because that's when this shit started. But there was a couple that drove there and parked somewhere on the golf course to stargaze. Okay. And they, of course, they start making out and they hear a bunch of banging on the roof. And then they hear what sounds like scratching, like a screeching noise from the length of the, the roof. Top. And then a giant figure rolls down the windshield off the hood, springs to its feet. It's like this cryptoid, cryptid, like humanoid with na- they, all they can make out is that it has sharp nails and then it scurries off on two feet into the woods. Which, if, you, if you're looking at Freer Park, the golf course, <laughs> there's. <laughs> You what? It has a preference for vehicles. I've never seen vehicles. this or heard this. Like, what the fuck? It has right. a preference for vehicles. I just read that. Oh my god! You, you, you just Google it. Came up? Yeah. yeah, of course I did. We, yeah. <laughs> so the whole thing is like, is is this a real 
did this ever really happen? There's never been any origin story like that it can trace back to where someone actually reported that this happened. It is just kind of a legend because parents don't want their kids going to Fear Park and fucking. That could very well be it that some parents started telling. Yeah. I mean, I think the only time a Lover's Lane story was like legit was like Zodiac. Texarkana. Yeah. You know that movie, like the town that dreaded sundown. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a real. I'm event. pretty sure that was based on a real event. Zodiac too. Didn't yeah? Didn't Zodiac kill people at Lovers Lane in their car? Definitely. Yeah, I, but also not in their car. And Son of Sam. That was also not just exclusively in cars. Like it, I think the guy in Texarkana was exclusively Lovers Lane. Okay. We're like yes, sure. That but they were just like opportunists. Yeah. Okay. S- Son of Sam also shot people in the head sitting on their stoops. This is true. What else we got? I have that fucked up harasser. Story. Oh yeah, I don't know what that is. Do Tell you me. have a single ghost story, motherfucker? You live in the woods. There's gotta be some weird shit you saw. Out yeah. There. Or UFOs, dude. Or like the town, like with a hunchback and one eye guy. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you have something. Not, I mean, one inbred family. They like murder people and like. Oh, no, or just no, like, just yeah. Obviously, there's like inbred families, but like, there oh, are a ghost story. That's what not obviously. Like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> no, like what is like a town legend where it's like stay away from that house because there's dolls in the window and you oh, never know. That, there's just I mean, like I mean it's not haunted, but like recent. Sorry, recently like uh, probably like eight years ago. A, di- a dude passed away in his house in like his living room and was there for like six days oh, oh my god found him. wait does he not have any family I mean not. no it here. took six days for anybody to check on him holy shit see Trevor that's why when you don't answer our text messages we all start flipping it's out fucking day. you can't go one day <laughs> it'll turn into six <laughs> yeah so I mean but like I mean nobody they're renovating it right now so I think somebody's gonna live in it so maybe in like 20 years, this will be on somebody else's podcast. Oh, God. Okay, did you know this guy personally, though? No. It does. <laughs> Ed knew, or, yeah, it's parents know. Hey, did you know, like, the 80-year-old dude that passed away in his house? Yeah, we were best friends. I was eight. <laughs> God, and you remember that. I don't know that I knew anyone that died when I was eight except for a No, it wasn't eight. It was, like, eight years ago, so I was probably, like, Oh my god. <laughs> I was just trying to make a point. Okay. I have another scary story. Holy. Do you have anything you want to tell? No. Are you done? No, I think if I try and do my Glenn Sanders, I'm just going to fuck it all up. Okay, well, this one I have been wanting to do for a while. Tell us. Do you guys know where 19th Street is in Waterfleet? Yes. When you go over the bridge right into Waterfleet, it's the main street there. If you keep going straight, it's going to bring you up to Latham. Yep. Cool. (laughs) Cool, 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 cool. Real cool. All right, so this young woman named Jill Marie Morris and her husband Jim. Jill and Jim. They've been married for like a year and a half. She's five months pregnant. They're looking for a new apartment. They want to be closer to work. That's about the only other reason I can think of. There's this apartment on 19th Street that's the biggest one they've seen yet for what they can afford. It's in a three uh, three-family home. It'd be the second floor. Shit, that's a big house. A three-family home? Yeah. yeah that's really big. That's really big. Yeah. I don't know. If you go down 19th Street, there's still some standing. Okay. I guess they don't seem that big when you see them up, like, pressed up against the other buildings. But I guess you're right. You lived in one. It wasn't that big. That was an apartment building. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, I... Th- okay, just keep going. Ignore me. 
Am I being? I didn't hear. I didn't. I didn't get it. A three-family home, as in the it's one. The first floor is one apartment. The second. So it's there's three apartments. Yes. Okay. Okay, you got to order that. Thank you. Yeah. Do you guys not go on Zillow? Single family, (laughs) double family. I've never heard triple family. (laughs) It's called three family. (laughs) So they're looking at the second floor apartment. They're kind of dead set on this because her good friend lives next door and runs an in-home daycare. And she's about to have a baby and needs to go back to work. So she's like, there's could not be more clutch, basically. But she noticed when she got there, she just, like you kind of said, that pressure feeling. Just like a bad vibe when she walked in the door. I think she's like 23 years old. But she'd been sort of gifted, like we talked about with our friend, since she was a toddler. I guess now, I don't know that she felt this way when she was 23, but now she, and this was in 1988. Nowadays, she is openly like a psychic medium. Oh. She walks in and she puts her hand on the railing to walk up to the second floor. And she says she feels this like weird, shocking vibration. I don't know. It it sounds a little dramatic to me, but she feels this weird sensation. And everyone else is like, what are you talking about? (laughs) So her and her husband go upstairs and... She walks into the dining room. That's where the apartment opens up into. And there's big stains in the floor in the shape of footprints. And she's like, I can only describe them as petite, like a women's nursing shoe. Kind Ooh. of like that, the clog yeah. look. And very dark, almost black. And it was coming from the living room. So then they go into the living room to see, well, what the fuck is this? But it's stained in. It's not yeah. like. And the living room floor is like all stripped. Like someone was trying to take the stain off the wood and, like, said, fuck it midway. You know, that's kind of what she got from it. That would be the logical explanation. And she said the living room had, and this continued, they end up running the apartment, but from the moment she saw it, the living room had this weird, like, fog in it, which I can kind of picture from, like, smoking blunts in an apartment with small roofs when I used to live in South Troy, like, the low ceilings. Yeah. Like, it's just got this, like, permanent haze haze in it, you know? (laughs) And... They'd open the windows and everything, and it just kind of always lingered there and never left the living room. Whatever. What are you going to do? Pretty much immediately after they move in, her husband starts acting strange. He was becoming a little unhinged. She said she was starting to have bad dreams. Even before they committed to the apartment, she was having these weird dreams about her husband being angry with her or just like weird stuff, her and her husband in fires and stuff. So they moved in April 1988. The weekend before the 4th of July, a neighbor had a party to celebrate. Well, whatever. One of their good friends got hammered and couldn't drive home, so they were like, just sleep on our couch at 207. I'm going to refer to this house as 207, 19th Street. So come to 207 with us. Cool. He sleeps on the couch. He says in the middle of the night, he felt someone, kind of like you experienced, picking him up and pulling him off the couch and trying to push him towards the window. Oh, shit. At the end of the couch. And like, wake up, and of course, like, nothing's there, but he's like standing up by the window and is like, what the fuck? And... She said her husband teased him. I was like, you're fucking nuts. He goes home. No big deal. Moving on. A couple days later is the actual 4th of July. They're going to a picnic. They're driving down the highway or just whatever, a two-way road. And a truck is coming towards them towing a boat. And she said something happened where her husband just kind of fucking snapped. And like his tone of voice changed and his affect changed. And he started driving in between the two lanes, like coasting down the middle of the road. And she was like screaming. She's hella pregnant, like mad scared. Like, what the fuck are you doing? As the truck is coming towards them, he's still not moving. And the truck swerves off the road. Is safe, but swerves off the road and calls the cops. They both stop. He, He like snaps out of it and is like, what the fuck am I doing? Cops come. He's not drunk or anything. It's 1988. They say go home. Everyone's fine. 
in August, so they moved in April. Things are escalating quickly. In August, they're on a friend's boat, and the friend has a couple kids, and they're tubing off the back of the boat, and Jim, the husband, is steering the boat. And he starts driving it erratically all over again. Why are you trying to read my notes? I was looking notes? I was trying to find the year. 1988. So he starts steering the boat all erratically in the water. The kids are freaking out. I've been trying to get him off. The father of the two kids has to, like, wrestle him away from the steering oh wheel. Oh, my God. And then it seems like every time he does this weird thing, he kind of, like, comes to and is like, what is everyone looking at? Baby's born and sometime in September or the fall. In November, the house was overcome with this really weird odor. They come home from work and it smells. She says it smells like a dead animal, which, like, we all know what a mouse in a trap smells like after yeah. a few days, right? Yep. So it was, like, that overwhelmingly. Oh, so they no. end up calling... Their gas company, which at the time was Niagara Mohawk, throwback. They call Niagara Mohawk. They come. They clear out all three. They evacuate all three family uh, families in the building and say, you all have to leave until we can figure this out. Two days later, they allow them to come back and they say, we couldn't figure out where this is coming from. It seems like every time we feel like we're at the source, the smell evaporates and it'll be on another floor. Oh my it, God. Like we can't, it's not the gas. It's not our problem. I'm sorry. At the end of November, they have their son's baptism. And the day of the baptism, they, they, they were like raised Catholic. They were committed to being Catholic, were, had a good relationship with their priest and everything. All of a sudden, her husband doesn't want to baptize the baby and is like hard against it. And she's like, well, fuck you. We're doing this. They go to the ceremony. She said he's miserable the whole time. So smug. Everyone is like, what the fuck is wrong with your husband? Even the priest is like, is he okay? They have like a little dinner or a lunch get together after to celebrate. And he leaves halfway through. He's like, fuck this. I'm going home. Oh my God. What a dick. Right? Like leaves all in a huff and puff. So late Christmas Eve. So that's in November. On Christmas Eve, super late at night, Jill's getting the tree all set up and everything. And she had her first and only ghost sighting appearance in this apartment. She said it was a man and he was dressed like an old timey priest not like the priest she's used to seeing but like more cloaked kind of and he was very menacing and like just felt evil and she was like it's not a fucking priest this is someone dressed as a priest this is someone fucking with me she said she was doing everything she could to distract herself until it just disappeared so her husband's behavior had intensified from thanksgiving to christmas and he seemed to be like okay when he'd leave the house for periods of time to go to work or go to his bowling league and shit and then he'd come home and be nutso again by the end of her the year her husband was doing super weird shit to isolate her like he'd unplug all the house phones which is the only phones there were yeah or like he would hide them so not only would he unplug them he'd hide them so she couldn't plug them back in so fucking rude and when she would leave so she'd say she'd go to her grandmother's house and he would call like within the five minutes of her being there just to like check in like she felt smothered by him he would leave for work go over the water Leap bridge in detroit it would be like on her day off and then he'd be back five minutes later and she'd be like what the fuck are you doing you're going why aren't you at work and then he would turn around and leave again just like so bizarre one night the two of them go out and they hire a babysitter they come home and the babysitter is in the kitchen shooketh and she's like i'm never nope not coming here again they're like what's the matter she's like i've had the fucking creeps all night i go to put your son down in his crib for the night and someone pushed me away from the crib after i put him in and pushed me into a chair i couldn't get up bye oh my god and it's not like there's he's an infant so it's not like you can call them and be like i'm fucking out of here i'm bailing you can't you're stuck there until they come home which is why she was just sitting in the kitchen like "Hmm." her grandmother so jill's grandma went over to europe and got to meet the pope like i said a a super catholic family got to meet the pope came home and went over to 207 for the first and only time to show jill the pictures of her meeting the pope jill's looking at it cool shit whatever hands it over to her husband and puts it on his lap 
like, check out these pictures. And when the picture went on his lap, he fucking stood up and had a fit through the picture, ran into the bedroom, rips their crucifix off the wall, and then runs out, puts it in her drawer, in her dresser, and then ran out of the house. And her and her grandmother are both sitting there like, did you see that? And her grandma was like, this is shit is weird. This house is fucking weird. I'm never coming here again. And she never did. Damn. In the spring, so like around the same time with the Pope picture, this, this shit is crazy. She... Had, was just having a conversation with Jim. She gets up and goes to the kitchen for something. When she comes back, Jim is sitting on the couch with a shotgun between his legs, pointed up at his chin. But he didn't see her come back to the room. So she's standing in the doorway and she's like, fuck. No. She turns back around to the hallway, goes and gets her son out of the crib and goes out the fucking back door in her bare feet in the freezing rain because she's like, I am not fucking going back out in that living room with that yeah. crazy motherfucker. I'm going to be stuck in there goes and calls Waterfleet police they come and when the police come he's like what did I do what happened like everything's fine so the police leave I don't think that's how that would go today like Jim became like super fucking mean to everyone he was mocking everyone he saw if he saw someone with a disability or an injury he would mock them just fucking nuts out one night he came home from bowling and he was drunk so she took his car keys like, holy shit, you drove home like that. You're not going back out because I'm sure when he was like that, he'd probably leave again. And when he went to go find his keys to leave again and saw they were hidden, he flipped out, punched her in the face and <gasps> knocked her out. And then he left. So she woke up and he was gone. He had found the keys and left. She called the police. This time she filed assault charges. And because of that. That's assault, brother. He was only granted supervised visitation with their son. So she moved back over to Troy to the right side of the river. Yeah. She moved back over to Troy and stayed with her mom. Her mom became the person who supervised the visits with the baby and Jim. So Jim would come over there, but they could all be together. Well, like, wasn't that serious, I guess? On June 28th, 1989, Jim came over for a visit. He had two brown paper bags and, like, a couple of toys that he was carrying uh, for his son. They were all about to have dinner and Jim was like, I need to take a nap, which is weird. But Jill was like, okay, go lay in my bed, I guess. I don't know. We'll be out here eating dinner. Dinner ends. Her mom is doing dishes. She goes into the bedroom and is like, okay, Jim, your visit's over. <laughs> you, Get the fuck out. Yeah, if you have things you want to give to Jimmy, go ahead and give it to him. But you got to go. And so she goes back out into the kitchen. She's cleaning up her son in the high chair, about to take him out of the high chair she hears Jim, Big Jim, ruffling around in the brown bags and is like, okay, he's getting a move on. Turns around and there's Jim standing with the fucking shotgun again, oh, pointed no. at the two of them. Her mom is like out of view, cleaning up something in the next room. And Jim starts saying, I'm going to fucking shoot the baby and then I'm shooting you and then I'm shooting myself. We're all getting out of here tonight. All that shit. And she says she's just like screaming and flipping out. Her mom comes in the room and is like slowly, calmly talking to him, gets him to put the gun down. Not down, just like stop raising it in their faces. And it was like in that moment, again, he snaps out of it and he's like looking down at his hands and looking at them like, what the fuck is, what are we doing here? And he freaked out and turns around and runs out of the house. He's missing for two hours. The police, Albany, Troy and Waterfleet police are all looking for him. Waterfleet police find him in the apartment at 207 in the corner of the living room. He had shot himself. No. Yes. Very heavy fucking shit. And it all happened so fast. And it wasn't like they got married because she was pregnant and didn't know each other. Like, I don't know how long they were together before they got married, but they were already married for over a year by the time this apartment came into play. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. <laughs> so Jill Marie Morris wrote a book about this called 
207. There's some, like, subtitle to it, but 207. And after she wrote it, she wrote, like, her experiences with it. After she wrote it, she realized, like, there's got to be something to this house. Oh, you know what? This is in the first book, too. After it all happened, her landlord, who is this guy, Phil DeLolo, original owner of DeLolo Hardware on 19th Street, a couple houses down from where this would have been, comes to her and is like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry this happened again. I can't fucking believe it. Are you okay? And she's like, what do you mean again? And he's like, my older brother, who I guess has since passed, owned this house 30 years ago, and he had a tenant that shot himself. Oh, my God. Crazy, right? So she, whatever, she publishes the book, and then she goes on this crusade to find out, like, what the fuck happened in Waterville in this area that could have made this, like, evil, you know? In 1992. Two, I think. I wrote nine, but I think that's wrong. I feel like it was 1992. The whole block got torn down. And they put up a Rite Aid in the parking lot. Oh, yeah. So the the when you're on 19th Street, if you would be taking a right into, water, into Rite Aid, that is where 207 would have been. Okay. And then, of course, the Rite Aid's behind the property. Um, Rite Aid goes up, and I guess people are having experiences there, which I've never heard before. I was there today. I had to buy uh, crazy glue, super glue, and nothing. <laughs> I'm doing iodine fuming for fingerprints. That goes up. Jill went back into the history of Waterfleet as far as she could, as far as people would allow. She found out that Mohawk Indians had dominated the area. Algonquin Indians were coming from the river. Like they would cross the Hudson River when it would freeze. And they would set up encampments like right along the Hudson River there, right where this would, apart- yeah. this building would have been. They'd get comfortable and then Mohawk Indians would come back in and raid the camps. And it would happen over and over again. And so that happened on the property that this 207 was ultimately Absolutely. built? Absolutely. So then she got in touch with the historian for indigenous people of New York. His name is Doug Kenateo. Did I get that right? Doug Kenateo. He told her that back back, back before anything was, it was even settled as Waterville in the 1500s, there was a massacre there where hundreds of uh, Native Americans died, several hundreds. And because it was a massacre, none of them had proper burials, as you were saying, with the cemetery or had their proper mourning rituals. Is that what I would call it? Yeah, interments. None of that could be done. So there's a lot of unsettled spirits there. So explorers come up to the Hudson. They see Water Vliet and say, hey, this looks fucking dope for trading. Oh, there's people here. Just push them. We're fine. We'll be here. Then while the Erie Canal is being built, now that the white folk are in town, Water Vliet was like fucking cuckoo bananas it was it was nicknamed murder town before it was industrialized there was 77 bars and brothels oh my god like a mixture of the two yeah, yeah. yeah now there's one yes exactly two separate entities <laughs> so ships would dock on their way up and then all these fucking drunk ship people would get off and they'd be dumping dead bodies off into the river and people would be getting murdered in the streets oh my it was god. crazy Police forces, the Gestapo that Waterfleet has today, they could not hold it together back in the day. That place is like Fort Knox. They were corrupt. Yeah. So this guy, Father William Sheehan. It is. He is the founding member that got control of Waterfleet. He was the pastor at St. Patrick's Roman Catholic Church on 19th Street, which is now Price Chopper, the best grocery store in the area. Psych Hanford. But he was there from 1868 until he died. There's some connection. She ends up writing a second book about... The, the the history of what I just summed up for you in a paragraph. And then she now she's in the process of writing a third book where this there's this whole weird Father William Sheehan and then the 
maybe the father that took it over after him in the early 1900s. There's some weird shit there that they've been trying to cover up. She has like a really hard time accessing records in Waterville. She comes into town. She moved to Florida. She'd be coming up to try and do research. She gets roadblocks everywhere. She's going on things that are supposed to be public record. She ends up getting this one guy, like a friend of hers, to come in as like an outside source and act like he's looking for information. And for some reason, he has no problem getting a lot of it. Oh, that's weird. It's because she's a woman. Maybe. I think he actually had a woman with him, though. I think it was a husband and wife situation. She finds out through his... Because she's a single woman. Through the research, that, the research that he's able to do, uh, the first death in that home in 207 19th Street was a little girl that died in the 1890s of some illness. A, co- a cold. The common cold. <laughs> but she died and she was had her wake and everything right in the house. Uh, from 1942 to 1992 was like the period that there were the most deaths. There were 14 just in that house. Jesus Christ. Three of them Very were su- yeah, three of them were suicides. One being her husband. One being the guy that rented it from Delolo before. And another guy that hung himself in the hallway between the second and third floors. Rude. Yeah. A lot of them were just, like, random heart attacks and stuff like that. The footprints ended up being someone had practiced satanic panic bullshit, but someone had started trying to practice devil worship in the living room. And, and they were soot? drawing No, they were drawing pa- pentagrams. And oh. so I'm sure it was paint. And then whoever, either them or whoever rented the apartment after them was trying to scrape it, trying to remove it from the floor. Got it. Yeah. So that... Is the somewhat that's our local beat. Amityville? That's fucked, Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Really when did you first that. hear about that? Back when we first started doing the podcast, I guess I never really heard of it other than that. Fireworks? Is it a holiday? This fucking neighborhood. I hope that's fireworks. Yeah, me too. We're about to drive into it. <laughs> um. Well, are you guys scared? Yeah, that's so fucked. Isn't that crazy? And like she, she powers on. She's got tons of like blogs and shit. Her name is Jill Marie Morris. There is an author called Jill Morris. Don't confuse the two. Um, she ha- she's b- since been like remarried and has more children and everything. And I wonder how that kid's doing. I mean, that she says that up. okay, she's was open with him about the situation. Didn't tell him it was suicide until later in his life, but he can kind of like I'm sure he was a young teenager, but he can kind of handle it. I don't know. I'd be curious to find out if he has some of the same gifts as she does. In the third book, I guess she's going to be going into, like, what her... Because she's got Native American heritage herself as far as, like, a great-grandparent. So really not that far off. Yeah. So there's, like, stories handed down and there's, like, weird connections to the fucking specific area where this happened and then the church at St. Patrick's. So, like, I'm kind of curious to see when that book comes out. I would read that. I would, I'd bite. They're really small books. And if you get it on Kindle, it's, like, $2. So just, like, help the woman out. Yeah, I'll check it out. But I wonder if that third book is going to explore, like, the priest she saw. It sounds like that's what it seems Absolutely, yeah. She's, like, that's what she's doing research on now. But also, yo... So the apartment is knocked down. That's where Rite Aid is. But there's that one apartment that's still standing. Yes. I wonder and if anything's going on in there. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe like relocated? She's on to a whole new thought process, too, where, like, all of Waterville is tainted. She's, like, oh, like statistics of crazy. suicide rates. Remember we did that story about the, yeah. the guy that, like, shot He's his friend? Yeah. Yeah. His dad was the former NFL player. Ah, oh, God. Sherman. Yeah. Roger shirt? Nope. Brandon. Yeah. I hope yeah, I didn't know Waterville was that fuck that it was 
nicknamed Murder Town. Yeah, fuck. I mean, in like the 1700s, but yeah. Sure, but like we were saying, that's that so energy cool. is there. It's yeah. not cool, bro. No, that's pretty cool. Well, this has been a fun app. Wait, no one has any more fucking stories? I'm tapped. All right. Guys, thanks for tuning in for our Halloween episode. Sloth TT, thanks for joining us. You got it. Everyone be safe. Stay uh, positive. And uh, we're sorry we haven't been around. It's just I can't do school and podcast. I just can't. I can't do school podcast. Don't make me list off all the things that I'm doing. <laughs> happy Halloween. Yes, happy Halloween. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.